Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Taylor Davis, joined by the wonderful McKenna Kelly. You know what? We need like a jingle or like an intro song. You know what I'm saying? No, 100%. You always intro me so nicely, though. You always come up with a very sweet adjective. And I'm like, that is so kind. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm going to run out one of these days. But uh, (laughs) we need like a song or something. I always like think, how can I open this a little more creatively, but this is what we got. So whatever. I'm, I'm here for it. Thanks, girl. Welcome, everybody. We hope you have had a great week since we last caught up. As promised, we have an interview for you today. And it is phenomenal. I'm not even going to oh lie. We've already recorded it with Alicia Sacramoni Quinn. If any of you are following us on social media, you knew that we were doing that. Here's the thing. When we're planning out episodes, we're just, we're real transparent here on Chalk Talk. We tell you everything. We initially thought, okay, we'll do like a 15 to 20 minute interview with Alicia. And then the the rest of the episode will be as normal, a college story, elite story, whatever. Uh, the interview lasted about 45 minutes. <laughs> it was the best and- ever. We love it. So majority of this episode is going to be our interview with Alicia. And honestly, I'm sure you're all pretty pleased with that anyway, because who doesn't want to hear from Alicia Sacramoni Quinn, you know? Seriously. And, and, you know, she's kind of out of the elite world now. And um, I mean, still in the gymnastics community, but she's a mom now. So it's always fun to like pick people's brains when they're out of the sport. And you guys, she was so funny. If you don't know Alicia or if you don't know really much about her, she is hilarious. She has two little girls now. She's pregnant with her third. And we just... We had such a ball with her, and you guys are really in for a treat here. That will be coming up here shortly. So all that to say, uh, this beginning part of McKenna and I is going to be pretty condensed. We're just going to mention a couple talking points, some things that uh, are happening, one in the college world, one in the elite world, and then we're going to get right to the Alicia interview, and we'll save some more in-depth topics for next week. So what to start with the college world before we lighten things up uh, with the interview with Alicia? We just want to say here on Chalk Talk, our deepest condolences and heartfelt apologies, all of our love and prayers go out to the family and friends of Melanie Coleman, who was a Southern Connecticut State gymnast who passed away this past week. Unfortunately, she sustained a spinal cord injury during practice. There aren't a ton of details out about it, but we know that she was practicing on bars um, and suffered a spinal cord injury and was taken to a hospital um, where she passed away a couple days later. This is just heartbreaking. Like there's just no other way around it. Yeah, there's there's nothing much to say. We just want to take the time to honor her and her family and her team um, and her school because that is it's it's devastating. I can't imagine, but we just feel it is our duty as a gymnastics podcast to make sure that we express our condolences and wish the family and friends and teammates and really the entire gymnastics world because the, one thing we know about the sport is while it is continuing to try and grow, it is. It is a sport that's growing together, you know, like whether it's colleges or elites, everyone has this one thing in common, this one sport that they're all trying to get to a higher level. So the entire gymnastics community is affected by this. And so our 
our heart and our prayers um, are with them. And we do want to say that there is a GoFundMe page created for the Coleman family. It is already over $60,000, which is amazing. And just, again, a reflection of what the gymnastics community is doing. So if any of you feel inclined to donate and help the family and in all of their expenses and everything that they are now having to deal with after Melanie's passing, definitely go look up the Melanie Coleman GoFundMe page. Very difficult to switch gears, but we certainly want to keep this happy and and positive here on Chalk Talk. So in the elite world, Laurie Hernandez is returning to training. We are all anticipating the official comeback, which would be announced assuming that she attends the training camp in Florida this weekend. She has accepted the invitation, assuming she actually goes and goes through the training. Laurie Hernandez right. might be back. Right. And I feel like we all kind of thought that too. I mean, I think every gymnast, my, I mean, my mom even says this, um, you know, you're 16 years old, you go to the Olympics and you're standing on the podium and you're like, oh my gosh, like I did it. I accomplished my dream, but now what? Like what's next? And then you take a break and you enjoy yourself and then you're kind of like, well, what do I do now? Well, I know gymnastics. I know that. So you jump back into what you're comfortable with and what you're good at. And especially with Lori, I mean, she was so young. Well, she was 15 turning 16 yeah. of that summer. So she was a little baby when, when she um, when she accomplished this dream. So now she's older. She's got more maturity in her. She's got the experience. She knows her body better. Um, so, I mean, of course, yeah, I think this is, this is, this will be interesting. It'll be fun for her. I'm sure she's learned a lot and, um, can apply that to her, her training now, but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, where she goes with this, if she stays in it. Um, and she's not at her old gym, um, I, I don't know if there was some drama or some tension that went down, but she's out in California training at Kyla Ross's former gym. Um, I believe it's called Gym Max. So um, she's out there training. Her videos on Instagram, she looks great. She looks like she's having a lot of fun. I mean, we all know Lori to be, quote unquote, coined the human emoji, just, you know, so full of life. So um, her, you can definitely see that in her training videos that she's having a good time. And um, it's cool to see the joy that she brings to the sport and that the joy the sport brings to her. Is it not a a challenging thing to reason with, though? Like for Laurie, she went on the biggest stage and did phenomenally. And she kind of became America's sweetheart. And everyone loved her and loved her gymnastics. And like, that's kind of the ideal way to finish your career, right? And I understand how young she was. And she feels like, uh, I can still do this, but you do run the risk of, of leaving the sport a little unsettled. Whereas if you leave now, you can feel so content with the way it ended. I mean, I can't, I can't, yeah, I'm sure she feels some sort of pressure of, you know, and I know, I remember Sean kind of dealing with this too. When Sean came back, um, you know, she, Sean was kind of America's sweetheart too, just the little and bubbly and powerful and just spunky, a cute little thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And when she made her come back too, I remember her saying like, this isn't the old Sean, like this is a new Sean now. And and maybe Lori can attest to the same thing. Maybe she feels the same way. And, you know, like we've said, she's grown up and maybe her personality's changed a bit or maybe she's just more mature and she doesn't want to be known for 
you know, whoever she was in the past. I mean, you evolve, we evolve as humans and especially as athletes, as you get older, as your body changes, especially as females, our bodies go through so much change. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, maybe she's feeling that too. Um, Yeah. And I am curious because Alicia, most Olympians go through this of, you know, they they accomplish the goal, they kind of take a hiatus and they jump back in it. So I'm sure at some point they've all kind of dealt with a remote identity crisis in the sense of their personality in the sport world. And another thing that I wonder about, you know, this Olympics, it's going to be four team members instead of five. So it's already becoming tougher to qualify for the Olympic team. For these girls who have yet to have their Olympic experience and have been working for four years to try and get one of those coveted spots, to now hear a few months out that a former Olympian is like, I think I'll go flip on some bars, maybe go to Tokyo. Right. right. I mean, how, how in the world, right? Like, and again, you're just, you're put in this position where like you, you want the absolute best for your team because your team is your country. So obviously you want the best athletes out there, but if that means it's going to be somebody who decided to start training seven months prior instead of someone who's been doing it for four years, I mean, that is, that's a hard pill to swallow. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and and looking at like the board's perspective, you know, the people who pick who's on the team, they're going to look at that too. They're going to be like, this kid's been there, done that. And not only so, but successfully. I mean, she came home with individual titles being Mm -hmm. 15, 16 years old. I mean, it's hard. And that the same thing they did with Gabby. They put her back on that team because of her experience, because she did not do well at trials at all. And she had every reason to not be on that team. But because mm-hmm. of her experience, because of her um, her success, they they took that, they took advantage of that. And of course, if they did, why wouldn't they? And they put her on the team. So it is very discouraging being an up and coming athlete, kind of hearing those things of, oh, well, so-and-so's back, you know, does that kind of stifle my chances? It, it, it's really a toss here. It absolutely is. It'll be interesting to see what Laurie does from here, if she can get her gymnastics back to a place where they would even consider giving her one of those spots. But you're absolutely right. The mental aspect of it is going to come into play. I mean, you've got to think, okay, this is somebody who knows how to handle the Olympic stage. They've they've been there, done that. It's like a football player who's played in the Super Bowl before. Like there's absolutely. value to having that experience and knowing that they're mentally tough enough to handle that. So absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what they do. We will keep an eye on it. It gives us something to talk about here on Chalk Talk, so I'm all for it. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Well, with no further ado, here is our interview, and that'll wrap it up for us this week. Be sure and tune in again next week. Everyone, enjoy. Well, everybody, as promised, we are finally getting some guests for you here on Chalk Talk, and we are so excited. McKenna, I think we're setting the bar a little too high for this first interview. Like. I'm not entirely sure how we go up from here, but we are so excited she's here. Everybody welcome Alicia Sacramoni Quinn. Oh, thank you, ladies. I'm honored to be your first interview on Chalk Talk. We are so excited to have you. I'm not going to lie. Okay, well, let's just start with the general. Catch us up. You know, Brady retired from playing football, and apparently his new hobby was just having a bunch of kids. Stop it right now. We are... Expecting number three in February. <laughs> I know, it's like not even funny. 
They're like, get your husband like another job. And I'm like, that man works more than anybody. Like he still finds a way. So (laughs) I'm losing uh, my mind. Oh my God. (laughs) That is awesome. Well, how, how has motherhood been? I mean, you keep working, you keep working out. I mean, you're like superwoman, and it seems like you can balance it all really well, but that's actually something that some of our listeners ask, like, how have you adjusted, you know, keeping all your interests and hobbies and work while still having such young kids? Honestly, I think gymnastics mentally prepared me how to like time manage and like divide myself to get everything done and still be able to do things for myself and or my marriage and my kids. So just being disciplined and making sure everyone's needs are taken care of. But motherhood by far is like the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, It's, it's so fulfilling, but it's just, you know, you can read all the books you want and people can give you advice, but until you're like in the thick of it, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like you learn you're flying by the seat of your pants, basically. Like you leave the hospital with the baby and I'm looking at the nurse like, I'm not qualified. Someone needs to come home with me and make (laughs) sure it like this baby makes it. Uh, But it's awesome. And the girls are so much fun. I always was like, I'm going to be a cool boy mom. And of course I have two girls and they are freaking awesome. So I cannot complain even for a second, but um, I still do stuff for my own sanity. That's like working out and cooking and just doing fun stuff. That's what kind of keeps you, keep you balanced. Otherwise you could really lose your identity in your kids. And just like anything, like you can lose your identity in your sport once you that's all you know, and you've been doing it and accustomed to it for so long, um, you have to, you know, hold on to who you are. So I think that's been super helpful, just doing stuff for me and not losing myself in them or having to like rediscover who I am once they're older, because, you know, I put everything in them. So I um, already had that like, oh, what am I doing? Who am I post gymnastics? I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do that again (laughs) post kids. So I'm going to try to balance it all while I can. Oh, that's an interesting parallel. I've never really thought about that. That's pretty neat. Uh, I also will just say Sloan and Tegan, like you're coming up with the coolest names ever. Just like you can keep (laughs) producing these kids. They're beautiful and have great names and they're going to be athletic. Like just populate the world. I'm good with it. I don't know. Sloan is not super athletic. Like she does gymnastics (laughs) and she's like decent. Alicia, she's like three. Decent. (laughs) Hey, I feel like Tiger Woods was already hitting hole in one at three. So I feel like Sloan is behind the curve. Oh my gosh. Keegan is like an animal. Sloan is, you know, she has like one ankle that like rolls in, like her running (laughs) is terrible. Uh, But Keegan's going to be a little athlete. You can already tell. She's like so aggressive and never cries. Like we'll eat it so hard. And you're like, oh man, this is going to be a big cry and she just like gets up and laughs you're like okay there's something wrong with you you're gonna be a great athlete (laughs) that is hysterical well I'm sure that's like such a regular question that you get because you had two girls McKenna I'm sure your mom got it too like oh "Oh, are you gonna put her in gymnastics and you're like shut up we'll see seriously that's literally the first question every time and I was like Sloan yes Tegan's gonna be like a Neanderthal and like 10 feet tall so probably not uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll, if she wants to do it, be my guest. I really don't care. I love this. Literally, like when I met Alicia for the first time, Alicia, you probably don't even remember this, but we had, it was the first year that the SEC network was broadcasting gymnastics weekly and all of our 
analysts and play by play and everybody got flown to Charlotte and we had to sit in a conference room all day and we went over like rules. I remember like you had to give a, a presentation on an apparatus. Courtney Coupets Carter gave one, John gave like they were basically giving all of us like in the production world a lesson on gymnastics so that we could then broadcast it wow. appropriately. And I walked into this room and it is full of like Olympians and world champions. And I am a little nobody from Alabama trying to work at ESPN. And I'm like, holy freak, what am I doing here? <laughs> and when I met Alicia, I literally was like, okay, wait a minute. You have this way about you to be like so relatable and, and so real with people, it, regardless of all your experiences, especially in the sport. I'm curious, like kind of how you got to that place. You know, I think it was always important to kind of stay true to who I am and who I was growing up, like with gymnastics, like socially awkward, hands down. Um, and I played that up with sarcasm and just like total indifference. So most people are like, oh my gosh, this girl's like out of her mind. And I was like, no, I'm most likely just very uncomfortable in this current situation. So I'm just going to like make everyone else laugh to make me feel better about myself. Um, But with gymnastics, I was more so always kind of working from behind. I was never a great competitor when I first started. So like I was always on the cusp of being great. And then I would like mess it up because I would fall like 44 times in a competition and call it a day. Um, So I think that's very humbling when like you don't have immediate success and you have to like keep working your butt off and proving yourself to yourself and to others that you are capable of being great. Um, So that always kind of kept a level head on my shoulders. And I had an older brother, so he would always kind of you know, knock you down a few pegs, like as any older sibling does and keep you (laughs) level-headed. But I, um, once I did find that success, I, you know, I don't view myself as special, like more special than anybody else. So for me, I would like to always try to be open to meeting new people, talking to anybody. And even when I'm meeting fans or signing autographs, like it can be tiring and like all the times you don't want to have to put on a happy face, but at the end of the day, you're just I consider myself just a normal person. So I think it's really a huge honor that they even want to spend the time to come and talk to me. Um, Cause I'm just, you know, I'm just a normal person just cause I did some weird stuff in gymnastics. That was like freakish <laughs> and like, doesn't mean that like I can't do anything great. So I'm just, you know, honored to have gotten as far as I did and be able to compete for my country. And it's, um, you know, now I'm just like a mom. It's, which is crazy. And now I've, Went from being like, oh my gosh, you're the gymnast to, oh, you're Sloan's mom. I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) Well, Alicia, the first time I met you, I'm trying to find this picture where I was obviously with my mom. um, Had some, we were at the ranch. You guys, I think it was like Olympic trials. I think it's still when you guys did it there. And there's a picture of like, me as a fetus giving you a hug and it's the craziest (laughs) thing ever but like I fell in love with you like you were my role model my my first memorable role model in the sport because you were strong and you were powerful and I knew that I was too and you made it look so cool and you made it look so important and promising and you know from you know seeing other gymnasts who had all their splits down like I didn't do any of that but I could out tumble all of them and like you know watching your gymnastics and the way that you made the sport the way you did, it was so inspiring to me. You know, it was about breaking that mold because everybody in their mind thinks of a gymnast as like this very, you know, skinny, 
flexible, like can, you know, do all sorts of things, but never overly strong, which is ridiculous because of how strong you have to be for gymnastics. But so being one of those athletes where I didn't excel in necessarily maybe the finesse aspect of gymnastics, but I was really good on vault and floor where you could like showcase power. Um, I just wanted to show that you didn't have to be um, an Oculucan-esque gymnast to be successful because obviously she was super, super successful with the talent she's given, but I still made it work with where I was lacking and what I was able to do. Right. Well, when you look back over your entire gymnastics storyline, because you really, I mean, you accomplished a lot. I mean, you were a 2008 Olympian. You dabbled in the NCAA world at Brown world championships. You're the second most decorated American in world championships history. When you look back, no big deal. What, what still stands out to you? The Olympics will always hold such a special place in, you know, any athlete's heart that gets the opportunity to compete on that level. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't like my best competition by any means, but just the whole experience and like what I learned about myself from that was huge. And then I think not making the Olympic team in 2012 was definitely one of the tougher moments I had to like come to grips with. But at the same time, I was so proud of the gymnastics I was putting out and I was doing I was doing it for me. I came back after Achilles surgery in nine months, competed at Olympic trials and was doing my best gymnastics yet. And like, yes, I didn't make the team, but I walked out of there being like, I can hang my leotard up, retire and know that I gave it my all and like, and be like pleased with what I was leaving as my legacy. I'm sorry. Did you say nine months? Nine months. I had had surgery in the end of October and then I competed at, Visa Championships. Hmm. That's actually I competed at Classics. <laughs> I did one event that summer. I did Beam, and then at Classic or Championships, I did Vault, Beam, and Floor. Granted, it wasn't the prettiest floor team you've ever seen, but I did it. I um, wish you could see my face right now. Like I can't even. How? 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 From one Achilles tear to the other. How? Like. <laughs> Literally. So I was very lucky. I actually ended up having um, Dr. Bob Anderson. He was the head orthopedic for the Carolina Panthers uh, at the time. He did my surgery and I was like a good candidate for this less invasive procedure. So if you look at my Achilles, I don't have that long vertical scar. I have this like two to three inch horizontal scar that looks like I just have a cankle, but it's actually my, my scar tissue for my surgery. And so they went in, they used these like class, opened it up, cut off two inches of excess Achilles, because that's always fun, um, oh. and stitched it back up. And he's like, since you're so small and natural, you don't need like the extra securing of your Achilles like these big linemen do that I typically see. So he's like, I think you're a great candidate for this. And then I just rehabbed the ish out of my foot when I got, I was literally like working out upper body three days after I had surgery. Cause I was like, at that point, I was like, you know what? Nothing's standing in my way. I'm going to try my best for the, making this Olympic team and like whatever happens, happens. Meanwhile, I have a scar that looks like an earthworm. It has like embedded itself. <laughs> it is the most gnarly thing. Like, were you scared at all? Cause I was terrified of my other one. Oh, now it's like, I'm worried about that even today. Yeah. Same. Everyone's like, Oh, do you, do you, do you do gymnastics? So I'm like, no, I want to keep my other Achilles. <laughs> Why the do they still is. ask Thank that? Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, and I also would pee my pants 
if I try to tumble right now. Like, <laughs> no doubt about it. Not because oh, I'm uh, afraid, just because, you know, having kids jacks up your body. How do you feel, what do you feel when you watch these videos of Chelsea Memel, who is literally, like, she's never left the sport? Like, that woman, I, I'm, she is unbelievable. I saw her, no joke, like, two weeks ago, and I go, you're coming back, right? Like, level with me here. She's like, she just laughs, and she's not saying no, but she's right, also right. not saying yes. And so, somebody else asked her about it, like, we were doing this appearance together, and she's, like, talking, and, like, doesn't really address it. And I just like stand up and I'm like, not to interrupt her, but just for the record, she didn't say no. And everybody starts dying laughing. So I think she might, there's a she small really part of her might. that would like maybe like to. But she says, honestly, Chelsea's always one of those girls that just love gymnastics so yeah. much. Yeah. And she's like, I get to do it on my terms now. I can take days off if I want to. I can train if I want to. So she's like, it's like so liberating. And I go, yeah, wow. I know. <laughs> and you can still do that and compete. And she's like, don't start with me. I think she just doesn't want to put anything set in stone or put sure, too much pressure sure. on herself. That's just, I watch those videos and I'm like, how are you better than me? And you've had kids and like, I just, it's mind blowing that you've been out of the sport and you get back like you never left. It's just, it's so. I, go, I look at her and go, what are you doing? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? She's like, she's like it's just so different now. And, and I can definitely see that because Sure. When I came back after that injury and you kind of just have some more life experience, like, you know, your body better, it's just yeah. kind of easier. So, and it's when it's on your own terms, that's by far the best. Sure. Well, is that a difficult decision to reach? Like uh, you, you thought you were done. You came back. We were talking earlier. Laurie Hernandez is, is kind of back to training in the college world. It's a little bit different, right? You have four mm -hmm. years of eligibility, unless you have some kind of, you know, medical red shirt and, and all of that. But in the elite world, like it is kind of up to you. And, and if you see that your body is still able to do these things, it, is it hard for you to talk yourself into really being done? So I took like a, a gap year, right? So I competed at Beijing Olympics, uh, 2009. I did zero physical activity, <laughs> like didn't work out, didn't step foot in a gym. Like if you count going out to clubs, dancing as working out, maybe that's what I did a few times, but <laughs> that's it. Literally that was it. And then I remember <laughs> Mihai called me and he was like, Hey, we're going to be in California. Cause I was living in LA at the time for classics, like you should come, come say hi. And I was like, okay, fine. Literally hadn't thought about gymnastics in months. So yeah. I go and see him. And this is when Allie's like a junior and she's like trying to like get a name for herself. And so I talk to him, I go watch her compete. And then I see Marta who I was like kind of trying to avoid at the time. Cause I'm like, still a sore spot. <laughs> like, <laughs> really wasn't loving her at the Olympics or post, but you know, whatever. Um, so I see her and she's like, Oh, Sacramone, it's so good to see you. I was like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, you know, we still need vaulters. Oh and I was just God. like, oh uh -huh. and I just like walked away and I was like, Oh gosh, that was awkward. Um, <laughs> and then of course I had like a hour drive home and I was like, you couldn't, I'm having like this whole internal dialogue with myself. Like you sure. couldn't vault right now. And then the other side of my brain's like, yeah, you could, you can definitely do it. And so then I call my best friend. I call, I'm like, Hey, what do you think about if I made a comeback? She goes, are you drunk? And I was like, no, that's <laughs> <dead> sober. <laughs> that's sober. She was like, I mean, 
do you want to? And I go, kind of. And she was like, let's think about it. So I like thought about it a little bit more. And then I had just started dating Brady, like in this kind of period of me, like dabbling with the idea. And so I was like, what do you think? And he's like, I think it'd be sweet. Like, he just wants to see me do gymnastics because he thinks <laughs> sure. it's cool. And I'm like, ah, okay. So it like took a lot of like mental back and forth to be like, all right, yes, I'm going to do it. And then the hardest part about it is you're, the way you view the sport has changed because when you were younger, you had just had this goal and you're trying to accomplish it and, you know, you get there and you did it. It didn't maybe end the way you want or it did go the way you want. It doesn't matter. But you accomplished the biggest goal that you set for yourself. Now when you decide to go back, you're like, well, what the hell am I going to do? Like I already made it to the Olympics and I'll look foolish if I don't make it again. So it's like part of it's like putting your pride to the side and being okay with knowing that you might not make it again. And I think that was probably the hardest thing to overcome because you're like, I was already there. I, you know, in Lori's case, I have a gold medal. Like you kind of want to go out on top unless you know you're going to come back and dominate like Simone because she is a freak of nature in the best way possible and is literally the best gymnast in history. Yeah. So like that idea can be really daunting. But if you are fine with that and you're doing it just out of love and you're doing it for the right reason, it's it's so easy to get back into the gym because sure. it's like riding a bike. You don't your body doesn't forget how to do gymnastics. It may physically not be perfectly ready to do it and it may yeah. hurt a little bit the next day. But like you it's like muscle memory. It's so real. Totally. You definitely can feel it all the time. Even now, I'm like, I could feel what it's like to have to do yeah. a triple fall. Totally. You know? Totally. So it's it's not the process of getting back into shape or any of that. It's just, you know, the, the pride aspect of it of like, you know what, I might not be the best anymore. And having to be okay with that or using it as motivation to, you know, get you to where you need to be. You have to just be in the right mental frame. Since then, you have transitioned to my side of things and done some television work. How was that to kind of put yourself on the other side of it after being the one that is being analyzed for so long and now you get to be on the other side? How has that been? I love being involved in the gymnastics community in this realm. It's, you know, I love the entertainment of it and I love being able to teach people about things that maybe they don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, but the first season was kind of tough. You're not used to like having somebody in your ear, like telling you stuff. And I remember being like, looking at John Roethlisberger, who's my play-by-play and being like, what is happening? And he's like, (laughs) like, first of all, press your talk back button or press mute because people can hear you. Oh my gosh. So there was only a few like mistakes like that, but honestly, the transition to TV has been so fun. A fun fact that a lot of people probably don't know, uh, you know, the, McKenna, the like marketing thing that SEC Network has Friday Night Heights, like yeah. that's like our thing. Is that the, her? That is Alicia Sacramento Quinn in the that. background. Uh, we literally went and shot that. It is like for listeners, it's like the silhouette when you when the broadcast starts, and it, we have like a variety. We did like one on each apparatus. It's either like hands on the beam or like just a body hitting a pose on floor and it just looks like a shadow you can't see who it is and uh that is our girl Alicia we took her to we actually filmed that at Florida uh when we were on site doing their preseason shoot and we got 
just a silver leotard that she, of course, was like looking fire in. I was like, okay, this is uh, great. Guys, I had spanks on underneath that leotard <laughs> because I found out I was pregnant oh. that day with Sloan. I was like, oh uh, my yep. God. Yep. Oh. And, uh, Looked like she had never left. So that's a fun fact, everybody. When you see that marketing thing, that is Alicia. Well, we are going to take some listener questions here for you in a minute. But the last one that I had, if there was one lesson that the sport taught you that you carried in to the rest of your life, what would that be? I think the biggest life lesson I took out of just my whole gymnastics career was Honestly, like it's going to sound super cheesy and like cliche, but you can do anything you put your mind to. Because when I started gymnastics and my coaches came over from Romania, the gym owner was like, all right, pick a group of kids you want to work with. And he picked all these kids and I was the last kid he picked. And the owner goes, why her? She's like a hot mess. She's like a bad competitor. And then he goes, she'll be the best one out of all of them. Wow. So if you can have somebody like your coach believe in you that much, and then you believe in yourself, anything can happen. Oh, that's awesome. That's like almost like movie type stuff. Like last kid you're picking and she become I don't know. That's just crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that story for a long time. And then behind Sylvie told me and I was like, oh, well, they're like, well, we didn't want to drink it. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) well, now we are going to take some listener questions for you. We post some stuff on social media. Just a reminder, everyone, to make sure you're following McKenna and I. That way, when we have guests, you can send us your questions and have some involvement in this. So we are going to ask you a few of those now. Swaggy Jim Nerd wants to know, great (laughs) handle, by the way, great handle. Uh, Will you be doing NCAA commentary this season? So the due date of this baby is pretty inconvenient for gymnastics season. So I will try. I'm in the middle of February, just smack dab in the middle of gymnastics. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to try to get some early on meets in January, but hopefully I will be able to come on for conference championships and postseason with the SEC Network. When I saw you at meets, I always enjoyed having you there. You're just like Taylor was saying earlier, you're just relatable and easy to talk to. Okay, this next question is from Instagram. It's from USA Gymnast Edits, and she wants to know, what is the most rewarding part about being a mom? The most rewarding part about being a mom is seeing the lessons you're trying to teach them, see them implemented when the kids, like, don't know you're watching. So whether that's sharing or just, you know, being kind to others, like, I am on Sloan, like, white on rice about, like, manners and being kind and being nice to people, and she's um kind of a little stinker like when I'm around but she is an angel like when I'm gone like to other kids to teachers to parents like she is just the sweetest little thing I'm like you're talking about my kids I was like are you sure (laughs) she's like oh my gosh yes so like that's probably the most rewarding part like knowing your parenting is like paying off that's really sweet Jim fan 19 wants to know what was your biggest regret as an elite my biggest regret as an elite, I had a little bit of a know-it-all um, personality when I was training for Beijing, and I wish I was a little bit more open-minded to um, suggestions from either my coaches or my parents uh, about maybe taking better care of my body, whether that be you know doing some stuff outside the gym like yoga or going to physical therapy or going to a trainer, a nutritionist. I was like really uh, blockheaded about that. 
And then when I came back in 2012, I was like taking everybody's advice. I'm like, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? And I felt like <laughs> right. it was super beneficial, which, so I wish I did that uh, before Beijing instead of waiting till 2012. Oh, that's a good one. This next question is from Sky Nicole. What was the best advice you ever received? I've gotten some great advice over the years. Um, but I think when it's related to gymnastics, um, I'm going to take a quote from my husband. He literally has it written on our mirror in our gym in our garage. It says, don't let your mind tell your body what it can do. Love because like, it. obviously mm. the older you get, like the more mentally difficult gymnastics is because you're more aware. You're like, this is really dangerous. And I could die <laughs> if I don't yeah. like, if I'm not like in the moment, really focused. Um, so just not, you know, psyching yourself out or when it comes to like mental blocks or anything like that, like, you know how to do it. You just kind of have to get out of your own way. Well, and I have a very similar question to that one from Jenna Lee 17. What advice would you give someone who just cannot perfect a skill? Should I give up and try a new one or keep pushing at something that seems to be getting harder each time I do it? So that's, that's tough because I was the type of gymnast if I didn't get it a skill in the first like three turns I was like screw it screw it I'm done not doing it not doing (laughs) it and my my coach would get infuriated he'd be like you are so annoying and um so I think if it's getting to the point where it's like a mental and physical and mental challenge for you give it another few goes and then you know not all skills are created equal or made for everybody so it's okay if it doesn't work out um it's just figuring out what works best for you Well, I think we have probably taken up enough of your time, even though I would love to continue chatting. We will let you go. Alicia, thank you so much for joining us today. Ladies, it's been a pleasure. Good luck with the rest of your podcast season. I just went full gymnast on you in case you didn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, you are welcome back here anytime. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to all of you who submitted questions. Be sure and continue that. Each week, we are going to continue getting guests for you as promised. So be sure and stay tuned to Chalk Talk. Subscribe to us. Leave us a review. Send us some more questions as we get closer and closer to college season, closer and closer to the Olympics. There is so much for us to talk about here on Chalk Talk, so you won't want to miss any of it. See y'all. Bye, everyone. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.